1: Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sergeant, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. Goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards. Over twelve hundred games. I want again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five, High Five Casino, Casino. Win at High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino.
0: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning.
1: Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a
0: base hit to center field. Whatever the sport,
1: whatever the moment. It's never
0: ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio.
1: If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by BetRivers.
1: And welcome to another edition of the Pittsburgh CityCast. It is brought to you by BetRivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Tim Benz with you here today in the palatial dve studios i'm working this morning because mike persuta is not but he's working with us and for us today from the bahamas mike is on the road on vacation but has been kind enough to carve out some time to set aside to talk to us about all things gambling which mike has been doing in person at the sports book in atlantis is that right mike
0: that is correct Tim. i can't can't get on my uh, bet rivers app because i'm not in country <laughs> but uh as Bill Cower might uh, have put it, that doesn't mean I'm going to be deterred. And uh, in doing so, uh, I got to tell you, this is one of the reasons I wanted to make sure we hooked up this week. Uh, maybe my favorite bet of the year was uh, on Saturday. Now, uh, if people have been tuning into us on a regular basis, they've heard me talk a lot about my doubleheader theory. Yes. How if, if the teams in Major League Baseball are at all reasonably comparable, it's probably going to be a split. And... You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to break down the pitching matchup. You don't have to go to the home road splits. Uh, You just bet the team that lost in the first game in the second game. This came up on Saturday. There were two doubleheaders. The Rockies were at the Washington Nationals, and the Orioles were at the Red Sox. Tim, I didn't know who was pitching. I didn't bother to look. I didn't uh, go with record (laughs) over the last 10 games, any of that crap. I just – the Rockies lost the first game against the Nationals, so I bet them in the second, and I parlayed it with the Orioles losing to the Red Sox in the first game, bet them in the second game. That was uh, 100 to win $405, and it required basically zero
1: thought. Nice, and the Orioles have been a team that have screwed me over on a number of occasions, so I'm glad to see somebody get a win out of them. For whatever reasons you picked the Orioles, I'm glad it worked out for you.
0: The reason was because they lost the first game, Tim. And now, that's it. Now, this isn't, you know, a 1,000% money. I'll, I'll kick you uh, back to Monday.
1: The White uh, Sox. Was that the White Sox-Yankees example?
0: Well, no, we hit that one last week, yeah. I with uh, Milwaukee 7, Cubs 6 in game one, and then Milwaukee 3, Cubs 1 in game two. So it didn't work there. But, oh, by the way, yesterday, split doubleheader between the Twins and the Tigers. Minnesota 8, Detroit 2, and then Detroit 4, Minnesota nothing in game two. I I don't have the explanation for it, but it works out this way a lot more than it doesn't. So if you're consistent with it, you you know you just check the schedule every day, see those double headers. As long as it's not the bad news Bears against uh, the twenty seven Yankees, go with go on the split theory. You won't be disappointed.
1: Well, I'm glad it's working out for you because some of my baseball theories have gone awry here in the past week to ten days. And one of those that I always subscribe to is just bet against the Pirates, and they've managed to put themselves in a position to either win or cover one run spreads a lot. Uh, They beat the Dodgers two games in a row. I think most people, by the time they're hearing this, they still will not have started against the Dodgers. It's an 8-10 start tonight on Wednesday night. Uh, They've secured a second series win against L.A. Who figured that out? They managed to even cover the one-and-a-half run line going up against Joe Musgrove, who can't be beaten by anybody let alone his former team. Like that one, t- Like I, I hate when I sniff something out and it still doesn't come to fruition for me. You know what I mean? And like baseball sets itself up to happen like that all the time because you can sniff out a pitching matchup. You can sniff out the bulk of what might happen for eight innings and then a closer comes along and blows something or somebody gets lucky and hits a home run or, you know, you you get the dippy ghost man on second base in extra innings and that screws you but baseball sets itself up for that. And I got screwed on that Musgrove bet. Like I knew he was going to pitch. Well, I knew he was going to own the pirates. He did. And they still managed to go about their business and win the game. Cause Brian Hayes finally hit a home run. They at least the game stayed under. So my losses were cut and mitigated a little bit. The game stayed under, but the pirates went over their individual run line, and that pinched.
0: Yeah, that stuff does happen, and I think all these trends that we're talking about—you know—none of them are a thousand percent, right? Right. I mean, there are outliers. There are exceptions. That's why if you're going to play that kind of stuff, you got to like you got to jump back on the Musgrove horse the next time, and the next time, and and percentage it to death as opposed to taking one in the teeth and and uh, you know, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore because it cost me one time. Uh, your reference to the dippy ghost runner at second base. <laughs> That's a game changer to me because when yeah. these things get extra innings now, you really, at least I haven't figured out any kind of uh, trend or uh, assumption. It's, it's almost like it's a totally new game and it's goofy. And, You know the old cliche, all bets are off. You wish you could get to that point where all bets are off. But, of course, you can't because the worst cliche of all time is all bets are off. Because to my experience, Tim, they're never off. Oh, your quarterback got hurt? Screw you. Oh, the goalie can't play in the third period? Screw you. You lose. They're not off
1: they're not off now you can eject out of them at some point on the bet rivers app but you're still giving yeah. something up to do that yeah
0: it's not a free ride
1: so. yes not uh, all bets are completely off is the best way to say it when you're talking about the bet rivers app if nothing else
0: but the pirates are getting a little irritating and uh, they irritated me again last night although another one of my uh, regular plays here part of my ro- my starting rotation in baseball you've also heard me talk about this you get a four five team parlay going and one of the games is a west coast game and a lot of times you get the results of the first four before the last game starts. So uh, if if you're lucky, if you can hit the first four legs of it, you can go the other way in in the West Coast game, and a lot of times you just set yourself up to win some money or win a little more money. And last night was one of those nights. Mets over the Nationals, Yankees over the Angels, Blue Jays over the White Sox, and Tigers game two against Minnesota. Those four are in the hop. Before the Pirates Dodgers. Now the Dodgers went off. Um what do I have this for last night, uh 25 bucks to win 274. And then uh ended up taking the Pirates just to hedge it a little bit, 50 to win 132. At that point, I'm either gonna win two hundred and thirty-two dollars or hundred and seven dollars. The Pirates made it to the lower figure, but it was still first down, keep the chains moving, live to fight again. So um, that that's working a lot, but that's, that requires a lot of time investment or at least checking your phone. Oh, did the White Sox game yet? And yet did the Royals game? end? yet did the angels game start yet? That kind of thing. But a lot of times you get that West coast team is a, a huge favorite. The, the way the Dodgers were over the pirates and it makes it worth your while to happen.
1: Here's another trend that you can start playing and it's bet on any ex pirate pitcher whenever they take the mound. Ooh. I mean, Mike, look at Musgrove. We just talked about him. He's unbeatable. He might be the starter in the All-Star game. He's something like 5-0 with a one eight six ERA. You got Garrett Cole, who's 4-1. and He's not having a great season, but he's pretty good. He's still striking out a ton of people. Jamison Tyon's like 5-0 and with a 2.86 ERA. Tyler Anderson is 6-0 and with a 2.98 ERA. He's had one bad outing. He's started seven games now. Uh, even Chad Cool is four and two with the stinking Rockies with a 356 ERA. So, you know, I'm looking at these pitchers and the trend that's developing there with those specific guys is bet on those teams and bet on the individual run line unders for their opposition or just bet the under in those given games. Because, Mike, you might see like five current, well, if you throw the current guys in there and Katana and Bednar, something between, Five, six, seven pirate starters or former pirate starters in the all-star game this year.
0: Yeah, you also might see Clay Holmes of the Yankees who's coming That's out another of the one. and has ridiculous numbers. I don't know what they are, but they're, they're video game. They're, they're, it's they're like not.
1: an 063 ERA. Yeah. Um,
0: right this guy could not throw a strike in Pittsburgh. I mean, 24 to
1: 2 strikeout to walk ratio, something like that.
0: We both watched this guy play for the Pirates. He refused to throw strikes, correct? I mean, he yes. He would He would walk guys and then he would walk guys and you'd be screaming at the TV. And how do you like me now? Yeah. I like your uh, thinking on that. It's a, it's a good little theme to it too. Not that you should gamble based on, you know, (laughs) cutesy themes or uh, stuff that you pull out of the air. Like, but yeah, the x buckle rotation, just play it one after another. See how you, see how your team does.
1: You know, who might be a pretty safe play to start betting on a lot in the future are the New York Mets. Um, Especially when they're at home, they're 18 and eight at home. And actually, there might be a lesson if it's a 50-50 game to stay away from them on the road. They're 16-9 on the road. It's one of the better road records in the National League. 34-17 overall. They've won five in a row. A team that I think a lot of people liked at the start of the year, Mike, that's starting to wake up. A team that probably hurt folks playing overs that might be starting to turn that trend a little bit is the Toronto Blue Jays. They had been awful with runners in scoring position Uh, They're starting to get a little bit better there. They've won six in a row now. Um, Just kind of some teams to to keep in mind where maybe some trends have reversed and started going the other direction for the Blue Jays. Maybe some trends for the uh, Mets have held. One guy has really picked up there. If you want to start playing home run, individual numbers, uh, hit over-unders, you know, RBI over-unders, Starling Marte all of a sudden is. Scarling Marte again, like he's in one of those hot streaks. He was something like 345 in May, had like four or five home runs. He was also the guy, Mike, that homered yesterday that resulted in that guy dangling the baby over the railing to catch the <laughs> the home run ball. I don't know if you saw that or not.
0: I, I did see that. Uh, I didn't have anything on that, though, so I quickly moved on. You know, whether the guy would catch the ball or not or, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, you could bet, bet on the baby being dropped or not. I don't know if that's allowed, if you can bet in-game on that sort of thing.
0: You know, I was, as we were doing this last week, I had the Mets at San Francisco and they fell behind early and stayed behind late. And that was an oddity because usually the Mets win after they lose. And one more number for the Mets, you mentioned the five straight, uh, 14 and two after a loss this year, they, mm. they they'd lost for me uh, last Wednesday. That was coming off a loss. That was only the second time this year that happened. They haven't since the Mets are, are a pretty good team. And I'll tell you another team is kind of reversing the curse. Uh, don't look now, but you're Cincinnati Reds, Tim. Yeah. Uh, since they got off to that uh, somewhat unfortunate 3-22 start, <laughs> the Reds are 14-9. and nine. Uh, They have won five of their last six, and they're uh, playing Boston tonight. Uh, Hunter Green is on the mound. Uh, his record's not great, and his last time out, he gave up five earned in five innings against the Cubs. That was a 20-5 to Reds win. So, you know, he was ahead uh, 10-3 to after four innings. I think he was just, you know, serving them up in the fifth inning to get through the fifth inning. But uh, his previous uh, three starts, he only gave up four earned runs. I think Hunter Green is about plus 170 today uh, or something there about against the Red Sox. If you're looking for a live dog to maybe uh, feel like you got a deal or if you want to maybe find that game that turns a parlay from mediocre to really attractive, uh reds against the red Sox, believe it or not today
1: are the pirates in that category too for you today with cantana pitching or is this just oh, hey we, we've walking, gotten i've
0: had I've, I've, they have beaten me in this dodger series it got me last time it got me this time i'm you know cantana's pitched pretty well for the most part right And i think yeah. the Dodgers. dodgers are throwing some guy making his second career start the numbers stink if you want to play la the, the money should be on la but i'm not doing it anymore that's enough
1: I thought maybe the Pirates, uh, this would be the game that they would win, to be frank. Um, I want to call Clint Arnold and
0: have a video of me just taking out my wallet and handling it, and then Clint laughing on TikTok or wherever that was.
1: I think somebody paid him to do it on, on Cameo. He need
0: the money, Kenny.
1: I think he's still getting paid for the job he did with the Pirates, isn't
0: he? He was for a long time after he stopped doing it. I know that.
1: How about the uh, first game between the Colorado Avalanche and – The Edmonton Oilers last night, Mike, did you have the over in that one? you were you breathing easy by the time the first period hit?
0: I don't know why I didn't have the over. Actually, I do know why I didn't have the over. It's because I was fixated on trying to figure out if I was going to play Edmonton for the series, which I did. And which I still like, by the way. Um, The lesson learned is these are the two highest scoring teams in the league. Uh, The goaltending to me is okay on each side. Uh, It's not great. Uh, Last round, we saw the Rangers and the Hurricanes, two of the toughest teams to score against in the league. And for five games, it was under, 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 under. Uh, This one started over without uh, any question. I don't think they can make the over high enough enough for me not to remember that you should be betting the over in the Avalanche uh, Edmonton series. Although, I am interested as well. uh, The odds I saw, again, I can't check my bet rivers because I'm out of the country but Edmonton opened at plus 205 and now the Oilers are plus 345 down one game to none. I still think they got a shot in this thing.
1: I saw it at plus 210 for the Oilers and minus 250 for the Avalanche to win the series, Um, which was surprising to me. And I've said this a couple of times in the podcast. I thought that because McDavid is as big of a name as he is that would compress the odds a little bit and make them more narrow, make the number smaller on the avs, make the return less impressive for the Oilers. But uh, I think the odds makers kind of felt the way I did. I, I, I really like the avalanche in the series. I don't think it's going beyond six. I think you're I, I appreciated the way that the Oilers tried to approach the game last night. I expected them to do it that way, but at the same time, I knew that Colorado was going to shove it right back in their face. They've just got too many guys that can play that way easily. If the Oilers want to play that way, there are more guys on the Avs actually who can play that way than there are on the Oilers once you get away from the McDavid-Dryseidel connection, and boy, Dreseidel was good last night. He was setting up some beautiful goals. He made some unbelievable passes. I actually thought at times in the offensive end he was better than even McDavid was, even McKinnon was at times. But Almost if the you could say, uh, dare I say, if you're allowed to say, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was really good setting up McDavid. Um, I just think if the Oilers keep trying to do this, they're going to find out that for as much as they like to play that way, they're the second best team capable of doing so.
0: You're probably right, but again, I, I got it at two to one the open, yeah, and now it's three and a half to one. Uh, I did this last round with Tampa Bay, um, took Took a bite initially, and then let the odds become more favorable. And took another bite. We'll see how it works out. I'm I'm going for the fence here. I'm, I'm, this isn't uh, a move to change play. This is a swing for the seats and see if you can win a whole bunch in a short, uh, relatively short period of time. Tampa Bay, by the way, Tim uh, Vegas has caught up. Uh, the Lightning inexplicably underdogs in the first two rounds. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing minus one eighty five against the Rangers, who I think are. Uh, I, had to, I was reminded they are actually the home ice team in this series. Uh, the, the
1: Rangers third. are actually, let's see here. Well, it's minus 182 what I got it at for Tampa Bay.
0: I think they're going home, and I think they're going to stay home. And uh, the, the compelling numbers that we need to uh, remind ourselves of with the Lightning, uh, Vasilevsky, one goal or fewer in his last five games. Okay, they're they starting to shut it down like the Lightning do on the way to winning cups. Never
1: lose back-to-back. Back.
0: I think it's 17-0 the last three postseasons after a loss. So if the Rangers are lucky enough to get lucky again, and hey, hats off to the Rangers. A lot of heart uh, that they displayed in that last round, going into Carolina, winning game seven. You know, chef's kiss. That's the new thing on Twitter, right? You're yes. To give, them a, give them a chef's kiss. Great job. Uh, I thought the Hurricanes were going to win that game, and I still think the Hurricanes are a hell of a team. But – um it's getting near midnight for these Cinderella Rangers. And uh Tampa locked and loaded, uh 17 and oh, I think is the number the last three times, uh the last three post seasons after a loss. But what and, has you know, made them get-
1: Cinderella as much as anything, Mike, is that they haven't had to face the other team's starting goalie hardly ever. Who the Rangers? So, yeah, they keep getting second and third team goalies. I think the starting goalie that they faced was Tristan Jari hurt. And that was the only one. Then they got the second teamers and third teamers, you know, like you don't get that in the national hockey league in the playoffs as consecutively as they have. And now they get Vasilevsky. And if it ever gets to a closeout game, I know where my money's going. That guy's six of seven of his last closeout games. He's pitched a shutout, let alone win. So I know where I'm leaning there.
0: Yeah. Just the lightning, particularly when they have a chance to finish you off, they do it. Um, I'm not going to detract from what the Rangers did the first two rounds because of who they've done it against. I think if you're an NHL team, you should have two good goalies. You should set your team up that way. If you don't, that's on you. Uh, I don't think there's a Grand Canyon gap of difference between Casey DeSmith and Louis DeMing. I think they're basically the same guy. In fact, back in January when Doming beat the uh, San Jose Sharks, a lot of us were wondering, would DeMing actually supplant DeSmith as yeah. the number two because DeSmith wasn't playing very well. Then he got her, you know – Set your team up better. Have better goaltending. Uh, Antiranta, for example, I think is a quality goalie. I know he's number two in Carolina, but a lot of teams would take him for number one. Um, I, I I don't think it puts an asterisk on the Rangers winning that series if they did it against Ante Ranta. But that could just be me. If you want to look for reasons to uh, crap on the Rangers because they <laughs> beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, then that's certainly a good one. Uh, you know, oh, the, it was over in game five And then Sid got hit in the head, blah, blah, blah You know, Rangers are still playing, bottom line By there the way, were- Jake Truba i take him over every defenseman on the Penguins roster Except Mike Matheson
1: Because Matheson can skate, you mean? Yes yeah.
0: I do want one guy to be the quarterback and the offensive defenseman And the, the skated out guy and all that But uh, give me Truba over every one of the rest of those guys
1: There were two more bets I wanted to get to from the Western Conference series. McDavid was plus 104 to get more goals than McKinnon. I think McKinnon was like at minus 110 to get more goals than McDavid. And McDavid was plus 104. And when it came to points, I think McDavid was minus 134. And I like McDavid on both of those head-to-head against McKinnon because other guys besides the star player for Colorado other players besides McKinnon can score and they can still win uh McDavid's got to be the one to score to keep this one close and he can always get more assists than McKinnon anyway so this the points total bet seemed obvious to me I think you could see McDavid score more goals than McKinnon and McKinnon still move on because there's just more guys who can score for Colorado
0: yeah, and uh, McKinnon's also got Kale McCarr working for him too on the back end. And uh, what'd you
1: think of that goal, by the way? Were you all right with that goal standing, or did you think it was going to get overturned last night? Or I what I was
0: not aware of the uh way that the rule is uh, adjudicated until I read about it, and now it seems fine.
1: Yeah, once they explained but, the rule, which took them a clause. while. To I didn't do. Know
0: the, if you don't touch the puck part of it, then you're okay. Thing I, I didn't. I wasn't aware
1: of that. Yeah. Well, rules expert, Don Koharski should have put that one out there right away. Instead of having all of America and North America actually think that it was going to get overturned until it stood. And he said, Oh yeah, (laughs) there's this part of the rule. Oh, by the way, that's when you might want to be on. See like, that's the difference between our guy, Gene Steratore and some of these other guys that try to do this work. You know what I mean?
0: Well, Don was probably getting a donut or something. Uh, you gotta be really (laughs) old to remember that reference, but, uh, One of my favorite hockey memories of all time, Jim Schoenfeld. Have another donut.
1: When we come back, we'll talk Steelers. The OTAs are going on. Log on to betrivers.com to receive a 20% live profit boost on any French open wagers. Also bet three $10 NHL same game parlays to receive a free $10 bet. Betrivers.com every Tuesday. If you log on, you can receive a 20% profit boost on all MLB wagers. Mike Pursuta from the Bahamas. Tim Benz here in scenic, beautiful Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. Almost as nice as the Bahamas without the water and the fun and the casino and all the bars, but we're working on that. Uh, we will be back with Steeler Talk in 30 seconds here in the Bet Rivers Pittsburgh CityCast. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh, must-be-21 gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Continuing on, the Pittsburgh CityCast, a couple other boosted bets for you. Avalanche and Oilers, actually that one's expired now, so let me get to this one. Rangers to win the series versus the Lightning was plus 155, now plus 170. We spent a lot of time talking about that already. NBA boosted bet for you Jason Tatum to lead in the 2022 NBA Finals and average points per game was minus 110, now plus 100. I kind of like that. And they've also got some golf boosted bets Allen and Mahomes to win the match. And Bills or Chiefs to win the 2022-23 NFL championship. That's now boosted to plus 1015. Wow. That's some long-term planning there. Um, my, I'm going
0: to come out of uh, semi-retirement on the NBA finals. I was just going
1: to ask you that. That's where I was going to go next. I'm going to take yeah. the Celtics. I'm going to bet with my heart on this one since I grew up a Celtics fan, and I can get plus odds. Uh, the Celtics to win 4-2, to two, my exact total bet four to two Celtics winning six is plus 450 and just to win it is plus 135 so I guess I'm a green teamer again Mike let's go Celts let's go C's
0: I'm gonna go the other way because Draymond Green plays for the Golden State Warriors oh I figured that would
1: be the case yeah
0: Draymond attended my alma mater Michigan State University and that is uh, scientific enough for me I'm gonna uh, throw a few bucks down and uh, just kind of give me a reason to pay attention when the scores go by. I may even watch a game or two. I don't know. If the hockey is uh it, it's it's bleeding out a little bit. It's not like we have three, four games right every night anymore. So there might be a night where they're actually playing basketball and they're not playing hockey now. How does the NBA do they still do it where like they play a game and then they take a week and a half off. Yeah, they play do.
1: They do. There's like two games – there's two days off for travel like every time.
0: You have to listen to Stephen A. Smith uh, blabbering away for uh, an incessant period of time before they actually play again. Well, actually, you don't have to, but he does.
1: They'll go back to complaining about Jimmy Butler taking that last-second three-pointer and the guy stepping out of bounds and the three and all that other stuff that was just pervasive in NBA discussion following the heat loss to the Celtics. Did you watch any of that? Were you in the casino for that one at all? No. No.
0: I did have I had the Celtics and the Mets on a on a two teamer and, and it hit.
1: How is the book there? Is it big at Atlantis or or what?
0: It's not huge. Uh, the the bet rivers in Pittsburgh is far superior. Okay, uh, it's not fancy, but there's something about sitting there in a comfy chair with a beer and you have all those big screens and there's nine things going on at once and you got action on five of them. It's just it's pretty good.
1: I went down there and I didn't bet at the casino, but I had money going down on Syracuse winning the battle for Atlantis and they did the year I was there and they beat Yukon to do it. so it was pretty much the greatest trip of my life. It doesn't yeah, get it any better than that. Never
0: going to top that.
1: Um, the one thing about it when I was down there was people warned me about this and it was 100 accurate. It's probably not the case now since I went and when was that? I guess it was October, early November, something early November. It was the windy season. Like it was really windy, like super windy when you walked outside. Are you getting gale force winds out there at all this week or, or no? No, nah,
0: we're, we're catching a little rain, but it's like Florida. It rains for uh, 15 minutes or 20 minutes and then it goes away. So, uh, so no worries. Uh, swimming
1: with the dolphins and doing like the, the water nah. slides and all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stayed away from that part, huh? Just.
0: Nah, if it was the fall, maybe, you know, I had a bet on the dolphins coming up. Hey. i like trying to go get, you know. Get a little uh, mojo going. The lazy
1: uh, river is something that might be your speed, though. Just, I like just the
0: lazy a... river here. Uh, there is to got this mine thing. Yeah, so, but it like drops you straight down in this tube, and uh, I'm thinking about that. But uh, discretion's probably going to win that one. But the lazy river, I can handle.
1: All right, Deontay Johnson is back from the lazy river or wherever he was from. Oh, we... thank God! Thank is
0: sleep really.
1: We can stop talking about that now. Um, he's not talking to us though until. Next week, he's reported, but he won't talk to us. Does that mean, Mike, you think that maybe a deal is in the works or something? Is that suggesting that they're waiting Uh, to see how this plays out or or what?
0: I don't think you're going to see that deal before you see the deal for number 39. Do you?
1: Uh, The deal for number 39 is certainly more important and I would think more complicated to do.
0: Yeah, and and a bigger deal for a better player. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have something to do next week. Did, Did Deontay Johnson think about that? Maybe we in the media should get together and say, hey, you know, we wanted to talk to you last week, but now we're going to talk to the punter. Uh, So (laughs) maybe we'll we'll see you in Latrobe. Maybe we won't. I mean, uh, go on social media, put your message. I hate when guys do that.
1: Yeah, it didn't make much sense to me. Why extrapolate this for No, I'm
0: talking next week. Are you? Well, maybe you're not talking to me, pal. You know, tough, tough talk from a guy on vacation. I'll probably be there with my microphone sticking in his face like everybody else. But we in the media should do a better job of banding together and controlling this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, we should have our own uh, work we can actions. We trust
0: each other and just say, you know what? Everybody treats him like a ghost. Ignore him. He's not even here.
1: Go talk to what- Isaiah Loudermilk again.
0: I wonder what would happen.
1: Because that was the case yesterday. It was Isaiah. like today? Yeah. By the time we got to the 9 o'clock hour on the show today, Mike, I was playing Isaiah Loudermilk Bites. And I had Derek Watt talking about catching playing cards from Eddie Faulkner. Uh, So that's where we are already when it comes to minicamp. I just, uh, the intrigue.
0: I got to invoke the memory of the great Bill Nunn on that one. Which Um, is what? He was watching uh, the the first year. I I forget who the offensive coordinator was. Might have been Gilbride, Kevin Gilbride. But the first time I actually saw the, the quarterbacks practicing lobbing passes into a garbage can. Yeah. And Bill Nunn saw that. He said, "You know what you get good at when you practice throwing footballs into a garbage can?" I said, No what?" He said, "Practice and throwing footballs into a garbage can." In other <laughs> words, in other words, it's a stupid human trick.
1: Yeah, um, catching playing cards.
0: If you got to do this kind of stuff because practice is so boring, particularly in OTA, whatever. But uh, I, I, I don't go all gaga over uh, drills I've never seen before anymore. Because if you haven't seen it before, there's probably a reason for that, Tim. Gambling the game, the game hasn't changed that much that you have to reinvent how to prepare to play it.
1: Gambling-wise, last time I checked the Bet Rivers app, I'll look it up again here, but I saw Ravens plus 195 to win the North, Bengals plus 200, Browns plus 210, Steelers at plus 1,000. And uh, those odds to me don't seem to be on. I, I don't think the gap is that wide between the Steelers and at least the Ravens and Browns. And I think the Bengals should be on top of the heap. Uh, they, to me, I, I like that number. Get in now on, this, on the Cincinnati Bengals there, I think.
0: I like the way you're thinking on the Steelers. There shouldn't be a big gap. There shouldn't be a big gap for anybody. Uh, it's just that kind of crazy, screwy division. And, uh, boy, if Stephon tuen ends up showing up next week, uh, you know, Tim, I might uh, drive to the south side for uh, mandatory uh, veteran minicamp day number one and, and see that Stephon Tewin do it is there, and then drive across the river and take advantage before those odds change. Because uh, I think that guy could be a difference maker. Uh, not not that just showing up means he's going to be, but that potential exists. And it's funny; I spent a lot of time talking with uh, my stepson on this trip. He and his wife are traveling with with me and my wife, and he's a big Pittsburgh fan, but he's also pretty knowledgeable. And we were just kicking around the Steelers the other day. Uh, are they better at quarterback? Uh, yeah, I think you have to say they are. Uh, you know, regardless of who starts, uh, one and two is going to be better this year than one and two was last year. Are they better at running back? Well, I think it's reasonable to expect Najee Harris will be better than he was as a rookie, particularly if the See, lineup. I worry
1: about that. I don't, and it's not because I don't think Najee's not going to be better. I don't know if he's going to be able to last all seventeen games like he did. I'm, I'm budgeting.
0: Well, anyways, Now that he weighs 280 pounds, he ought to be able to take a look and keep on ticking, right?
1: That's a storyline that's been beaten into the ground.
0: Didn't, uh, I thought Mike Tomlin was always a big fan of the big backs slimming down and becoming more uh, sleek uh, in the NFL. But I guess that's another story for another day. But, you know, might be at least as good, if not better, at running back. Uh, Should be better at wide receiver based on the draft capital that they invested there. They will be better on the defensive line if Tuit and Alu-Alu, are both healthy and reasonable representations. What we've seen from those guys before.
1: They're Myles they're even better. I think they're better at the defensive line, even if Tua doesn't come back because Alouwalo is there
0: and Loudermilk, can't forget him. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had. I'm sure you guys had a good conversation about cheese curds yesterday, uh, but the point is, the Steelers are probably going to be better, and they actually made the playoffs last year at nine seven and one. Now the question is, you know, it's not happening in a vacuum. The Ravens had 75 draft picks. The Bengals have that championship season experience. You know, the Browns, uh, the Browns are the Browns. And I say that, you know, respectfully, they've got a lot of players there. So I don't know how it's going to add up. But I think things are trending in the direction of the Steelers having a better team than the Steelers did last year. Now, what that'll mean in the fall, I don't know. But if you're going to tell me this division, what, you couldn't shine a flashlight between these four teams last year, and now all of a sudden there's a huge gap between three of them and one of them. No, I'm not buying that. Uh,
1: I thought the gap was wider than what you're suggesting between the Bengals and the Steelers, especially yeah. when they played each other.
0: Yeah. No, I'm uh-huh. not saying moving forward as uh, a hockey coach, we know and love would like to say.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I do think the Bengals are more clearly a favorite than what those numbers indicate. I don't think the Steelers are as much of an underdog as those numbers indicate. Mike, I wrote for the trip today about how this offseason has really told us what Art Rooney II thinks of his team, and it's sort of along the lines of what you're suggesting, that for as much as they've been in a stretch where they've been absent from playoff victories each of the five last years and nine of the last 11, it's obvious to me that he doesn't think whatever the problems are with why they're not winning in the playoffs have anything to do with the way they do business, because... They elevated one guy from business administrator to GM. They kept the head coach. They kept the offensive coordinator. They replaced the defensive coordinator with a defensive assistant. Um, You know, they kept and promoted Witherspoon. They kept and paid more to Chook Sakura for. I mean, for as much as we have talked about change with the Steelers this year, I think they've personified the cliche of the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, Some familiar faces are gone, but many familiar faces have plugged those holes. And it's obvious to me by way of that, that Art Rooney II is telling us he doesn't think the problems with this team have been the team. Um, Dare I say, he's almost channeling his inner Ron Hextall. It's circumstantial. It's circumstances. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's, I think it's a very valid point and a very valid comparison. And you got to ask yourself in both cases with the Steelers and the Penguins is your goal to win the whole thing or is your goal to have a good regular season and make the postseason and talk about yourself as a contender because you made the postseason? Cause I think those are two distinctly different things. And I don't think either the Steelers or the Penguins are very close to contending, which, you know, in my my definition of that, uh, you got to win at least one game or one round. Uh, the playoffs are big yeah. enough in most sports now that, hey, if you get in, great. You, you entertained us from September to January, and it was a fun ride. And, uh, you know, hats off to you. As Heinz Ward would say, you got to take your hat off and give it to him but the real fun is supposed to start in the postseason and hasn't been much fun for anybody no. uh, on the ice or on the field in a long time now in Pittsburgh. They're not
1: making it, or when they do make it, they're losing in embarrassing fashion. They're getting blown out by the Chiefs on the road. They're Hello, losing.
0: We've we'll got 7 nothing over the Chiefs with the, uh, the T.J. Watt touchdown, right? That's what, right, yes. Should have just what walked a v- away right there. For Steeler Nation.
1: That's as good as it's gotten in the playoffs since, what, 2016 when they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So. I think
0: what this is all still going back to, and, you know, Miles Jack, part of this year's uh, amendum to it, is that team that was on a roll and lost Ryan Shazier and eventually lost to the uh, Jaguars, um, that changed a lot of things.
1: All right, Mike, we look forward to getting you back. How many more days you got down there?
0: Uh, just a couple and i uh, coming back to the States this weekend.
1: And then, uh, you will be at, wait, is next week mandatory? Is that what you said? Next week's yeah. the mandatory Tuesday, right. Wednesday,
0: Thursday.
1: So we'll be out there for that. We'll talk about it for next week's podcast.
0: Oh, you and me,
1: <laughs> a two on one interview. Let's see if he can handle his first double team. He probably doesn't deserve money more than just you and me anyway, based on what we saw last year.
0: Well, okay, All right, you know, thinks he's a prospect for what that's worth, our buddy Matt Williamson.
1: And uh, I will be on the DV morning show filling in for Mike tomorrow. We've got one more Pittsburgh Citycast before the week is over. Oh, Brian Metzer is going to join us too actually on Thursday and we'll talk about hockey with him. This is the Pittsburgh Citycast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to betrivers.com.